Overbeat. And this is Autumn Odin. And we want to welcome you to the second season, again, of Raise Your Standards. But today we are super stoked because we have a friend, uh, Grayson, is on the podcast. Uh, so Grayson and Hannah and I all met at our church in California. So Grayson is just a unique uh, individual because she is just good at everything. But she is a brand designer, runs a side business, and just is amazing at party planning and coordinating better than I am. Oh, also trip planning. So, which is a high bar. Ida yeah. Autumn is one of the best planners I know. But Grayson, Grayson does everything just so well. This is a high degree of excellence and fun. Um, she's absolutely amazing. So, we are stoked to have her on our podcast today. Yeah, but Autumn love- definitely beats me. I just want to put that <laughs> I don't out know. there. <laughs> I don't know. We would maybe have a travel planning, like, I don't know. It might be a close call. Y'all should have a competition. Um, I'll, like, make an event. You guys can, like, plan an event um, event for me and then see see who does the best. It would just be, like, a massive party, like, us coming together and planning. That'd be so fun. I want a a massive party. We should do that at some point in SoCal, like, big SoCal party. Ooh, yes. I've had this idea to do a post-COVID party. So oh, like, please. like literally I want to just create a Facebook event that says like post COVID party and like invite everyone and run out a massive venue and like people just invite friends of friends. Like how fun would oh, that be? I've yes. heard of that. Awesome. Oh, I miss <laughs> being able to invite friends of friends to things. That's, yeah. that's the thing COVID like, has really awesome. been bad for. That sounds awesome. Oh man. Yeah. Let me know Honestly. when you do that. I'll, I'll come yeah. down and say, Hey, yeah, yep, don't eat if it happens. <laughs> Well, you should, because some of even my coworkers were talking about they're going to rent out this big penthouse in Vegas and and just invite whoever, whenever. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, please, please get me a plus one. <laughs> I don't even know if I'll get invited. So uh, that's so fun. <laughs> but anyways, um, Grace, and we would love to hear just more about who you are in your own words, uh, and yeah, anything else you want to share about how we met, and then we'll get into more of the fun details after that. Yeah, so um, I am a brand designer, which, uh, like, obviously, my background's in graphic design, and um, I really fell in love with kind of building companies from the ground up and um, kind of all of their brand guidelines, brand standards, really creating that, like, aesthetic to be able to draw in clients and customers. Super passionate about that storytelling process um, and really, like, the behind a business, what makes a business um, true to themselves and how to tell someone's story. So that's really kind of like my passion behind why I'm a brand designer. But um, I moved to California in August of 2019. And shortly after that, I met you too. I think it was like October. Or so we were at a um, midweek community group through our church. And it was like the first time I'd come and you guys were so nice and welcoming. So um, yeah, definitely super fun, fond memories of that. And then of course, shortly after COVID happened and we kind of all got separated a little bit, but thankfully we've been able to like stay in touch. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of the party planning, I remember Grayson had a Halloween party and it was so fun and she rented out her community room. And then what was it for Super Bowl too? You just had yes. everyone over. Oh, yeah, so I, love, I was I just, <laughs> yeah, I love getting people together and community is huge for me. And I was so scared no one was going to come to that Halloween party, but people showed up. <laughs> That was, I feel like that's a really nice thing about that area is just, if you invite someone, they probably actually will show up, which is super yeah. nice. So yeah, something I'm totally. not used to. 
But I'd love to hear more about the brand designer and kind of uh, how you got to that point and, and any advice too for people who might want a similar job. Yeah, for sure. So um, pretty wild story in high school before influencing was like a thing. I had a fashion blog. This was the age of the bloggers. So um, I found out about fashion blogging um, and started having my own like WordPress website and posting. My best friend would take photos of me every week after school and like we would just post and it was so fun. Um, But what I really loved is like coming home after school and like sitting on my computer and designing my website. And so I started to learn a little bit of code. And it really led me, I was like, I want to do this full time and I'm going to go to school and get a degree for computer science so that I can learn how to code and like I can help build other people um, websites. So I ended up going to Georgia Tech for college. Um, I studied computational media to start, which was like a mix of the arts and computer science. Um, I, it was very like, it was a pretty new program, I think at the time. So it was definitely more computer science heavy. And I remember like my first coding class, I had to code a robot and I was like, this is not what I thought I was doing. Um, and needless to say, I was not very good at it. And, um, I was focused on other things at the time. So, um, I actually ended up switching to business. I was like, oh, I can still blog and have like a business degree. And then wasn't doing well in that either. (laughs) Um, And really like realized that at the end of the day, I just wanted to design like web design. And um, I'd had like an internship my freshman year of college. And um, one of my mentors told me, he was like, you know, you don't have to code to build websites. Like there's so many platforms now um, that like you don't even need code. And it actually is way more work. And once that kind of got into my head, I started looking at different avenues to be able to do that. Um, And I realized just straight through graphic design program or like through a major in graphic design, I could easily build websites and not need to know much of the coding part. So um, I ended up transferring schools because Georgia Tech did not have a graphic design degree. Um, I transferred within Atlanta to Savannah College of Art and Design. They were right down the street and they had a really good graphic design program. So um, that's kind of how I like transitioned into fully being in the design industry. Um, And what my like kind of advice for people getting into that is one, it's great because it's like very much like an art degree, but there's a lot of stability and tons of growth within the market. You can do anything from working like a corporate desk job to being like a freelancer and running your own business. And there's so many different avenues within it. Like you can do advertising design, you can do app design, like there really is so much variety within that and you're bound to find something for you. So that's what I love about it is I can always switch it up whenever I want. Um, Another thing I would definitely recommend is I learned so much through job experience. And I think that's really how I've been able to get to where I am so quickly is just being able to like get the experience I needed, um, which I think is like super valuable. I see a lot of designers kind of like not being able to get the jobs that they want or transition into the industry because they didn't get um, like work for free during college or even like take a paid internship. And so I think that's like really beneficial in this industry, just being able to like get experience and learn. So yeah, that's kind of my advice for anyone looking to go into that. Very cool. Yeah. And I imagine people have different tastes too and what they want designed based on what company or places you're at. Cause I know in terms of our designers, they're just very, very talented, but sometimes there's requests that are just, I don't even know how 
someone would design that. So that just makes me very grateful for people like you. Oh, for yeah, sure. I, yeah, I was going to say, I absolutely, okay. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not the best by any means in the industry. Like I'm still young and I'm learning every single day. That's another thing is just like the ability to learn and to um, be like, a sponge and just soak up everything, have really good mentors. But I look at people like I am in the entertainment industry currently, but then I look at people who are designing posters for like Billie Eilish. And I'm like, how did you even like do that? Like, I have no idea. So definitely like there's like, you got to find like your niche anywhere and people are so good and on like different parts of the industry. So it's like really cool to see. No, I absolutely love that. And it's so cool just for me to hear about different industries that I'm not a part of um, because there are all these things that go into it that I don't even like think about, like graphic design for someone for Billie Eilish. is like, oh, someone definitely would have that job, but I've never kind of thought that through. So then what like inspired you? Because for those who don't know, um, not only does Grayson and has Grayson like worked at different companies, but you're now what, freelancing or is it like your own company that you're starting? And how did you kind of like transition and decide to like do that? Um, alongside, you know, your other jobs? Yeah, so I started my own studio. It's called Atelier Gray. Um, It's kind of, I mean, it's been on my heart since I went to college. Like I always knew I would own my own business someday. And so I don't do that full-time. It's definitely still a side thing. I very much enjoy like working my full-time job. So um, I want to stay there for a while and just get more experience. Like I think that's always great not to just jump into Um, being a full-time business owner so young but I am like in the process of kind of building that up so that maybe one day I can take that full-time and really like my reasoning for that is just like being your own boss sounds really fun right but also like I get to like full control over like the clients and the work that I do I can say no to things that I don't want to do um it's also just a lot of like freedom. Like I think a big thing for me is just learning how, like I love being able to spend time with my friends and my family and being on the West coast, we travel so much back home to see family. And I've realized, um, you know, in order for me to continue doing that to actually enjoy my time there, um, I can't keep working while I'm over there. So it would be really nice to be able to like choose my own schedule and um, maybe even have like passive income. So I don't have to work um, all the time and be able to still be generating revenue. So that's kind of like the whole reasoning behind that is just, I think it's really smart nowadays to have a passive income and um, be able to like create something for yourself. Um, Another thing is just kind of like in this economy, like you never know what could happen with jobs. So to be able to have something to fall back on, um, plus I, where the clients that I designed for with Atelier Gray are so different than my full-time job. Um, right now I'm focused on women to own small businesses and I am so passionate about that. So it's awesome to work with women and to be able to like make their dreams come to life. Um, I work with like, right now I'm working with a cookie brand and a luxury table linen company and, um, what else? Oh, a subscription box company. Like there's so many fun things I get to do that um, I wouldn't touch in my daily job. And there's nothing wrong with not being able to do that. Like I love what I do in my um, full-time job, but it's just different. So it gets me a little bit more experience and exposure to different industries. That's so cool. Wow. I love that. Uh, So what kind of, uh, or how did you actually get these clients? Because that sounds so cool, but I don't even know how you would start by reaching out and let's say someone wants to look into doing more freelance stuff. How did you, uh, yeah, 
get them to be clients. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was actually um, the thing I was the most nervous about starting. Um, I have, like I said, I started the blog throughout high school and I've always been the person to, like start and stop things, like always have a little side hustle going on. So I was definitely nervous, like what people would think of me of like, oh, there she goes again. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think I just, so for like six months, I built my website. I was like super meticulous about it. I didn't want to like announce anything yet. I was just taking way too long. And of course you are your biggest critique or sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you mean. Um, okay. I was like, you are your big, biggest critic. Sorry. Early in the morning. I don't know why I said that. Um, so I was just super harsh on myself, but, um, eventually I realized, okay, you're never going to get a client if you don't post your business. (laughs) So I was like, just like, do it. Just like, go for it. So I posted. And then, um, yeah, I would say the first week or two, um, like people were super excited. And I think it was one of those things where people saw that I was, um, starting a business, but like, maybe they didn't need something right then. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I actually, because after the like first two weeks of launch, I didn't have much interest. I was like, I'm going to go on to Upwork, which is a really cool like freelancing website. And so you create a profile and, um, through Upwork, like people post job listings for like things they need. Um, and this is for a lot of different industries, like writing, um, social media, like there's so many different skills through Upwork. So of course I went on as like a graphic designer and saw the job postings. Um, and you can like thumb through them. It'll say like what that person's budget is. So you can, you can see if like, that's what, like if it aligns with you and your services. Um, and then you basically send um, a proposal to them and like try to pitch yourself and be like, hey, I really want to work with you. And there could be like 30 other freelancers competing for the same job that um, the client posting, the listing will hold interviews and then um, they will select what designer they want to work with. So um, kind of going through Upwork, I was able to find a client and within like the first 24 hours I joined, which I never thought would happen. She was literally my dream client. Um, and she wanted all my services. So it was just like crazy, um, just how it all worked out. And so I actually ended up like going with her. Um, and then shortly after that, literally within a week, someone referred someone to me. Um, I had someone that I'm not even, I don't even know, but I'm friends with on Facebook, reach out and be like, Hey, I saw you started your business a month ago. Like would love to work with you. Um, and then I think I got another referral. So it's definitely like word of mouth. Um, right now I'm not trying to promote because I'm like very much maxed out with my full-time job. Um, but yeah, there's so many different avenues to get clients. I think you can always like, I definitely like cold emailed people. Um, and so I got a lot of like people to follow because of that. Um, so you never know. And I think it's a timing thing as well. Like people may come in three months and be like, Hey, I know you do this and offer this as a skill. Like I'm ready to work with you now versus maybe they didn't have anything to work on three months ago. Totally. I think that's a nice part about freelance too, is kind of what you're saying is you're able to pick your schedule a little bit more. And I personally haven't done it. Uh, but I have a lot of friends who are more in the social media side of things who are able to pick and choose clients and they pick and choose them as they go. So that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. But I would love to just learn a little bit more about the home buying experience too, because I know that's recent and I don't know how much you want to share, but I'm sad that you're leaving the Bay. But yeah, I would just love to uh, have you share a little bit more about that. 
Yeah, so um, we just bought a house in San Diego, and for us, it was really a, like a huge goal of ours, like since me and my husband got married two years ago, like we were just like, you know, we want to own a house ASAP. We never, ever thought we would be in California and for this long, so <laughs> obviously those come with their own obstacles, but um, really over the past two years, like we have just saved every single cent that we could. Um, we definitely like do splurge on ourselves sometimes and like, like, I think what key to us has just been like budgeting, like we budget our travel so that like we are able to still have experiences, but like not spend all of our money on that. Or like we budget eating out so that we can go and have a couple of nice dinners throughout the month, but like we don't eat out every night. So little things like that, but we just saved really hard. And when it kind of came down to it, realizing that a mortgage was the same price as our rent it kind of made sense investment wise for us to just buy a property. Um, so of course, San Diego is much more affordable than the Bay. And there's a lot of um, just, it's much easier to like more attainable to buy a house there than it is here. Um, so, and plus we just fell in love with San Diego. There's um, kind of some future projects that would be more beneficial for us to work, to live and work in SoCal for us to be a part of. Um, so that was kind of like the reason for us to move down there. We really just like connected with an agent back in April and um, found a loan officer and they're just like a power like girl group, like, or they're just great. Like female entrepreneurs just talking with them. And um, they've really like been pursuing us since April. Like, when are you moving? Like, we'd love to work with you. And I think just um, as the world has opened up, everything has gotten more expensive. Travel has been more expensive. Rent is more expensive. Um, it kind of put us in a bind to, we need to act now. Um, so we actually ended up applying for a loan in June, um, got it, got it approved, started house hunting. And within about two weeks, we saw maybe like four properties. Um, one actually immediately increased their selling, their sale or like their, um, initial listing price by $50,000 after a day of being on the market. And oh it was, God. it was like a dream wow. house. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's no longer in our budget. Um, it was wild. There was a fixer upper that was like at the max of our budget. So we would have had to like spend more to fix it up, which we couldn't afford. Um, so <laughs> there were a lot of like different things. Um, thankfully though, like we had a really good, not only first time home buying experience, but like also, in this market, it's insane. So kind of what happened was within like the second or third week of looking for houses, this house came back on the market. It was um, pending, like someone was trying to buy it and then they backed out. But when it came on the market, it looked like it had been on for like a month because they don't like um, reset the listing time. It has to go back on like when it started. So it had been off the market for some time in like escrow, like someone was trying to close. So it just looked like it had actually been on the market longer and people thought something was wrong with it. So um, it was also kind of timing the weekend. I think it was around um, mid-June. So there were a lot of graduations and stuff and people just weren't looking. They were busy out vacationing, whatever. Um, no one had made any offers on this house. It was like a complete remodel. Like someone had gutted it and like fully remodeled it. So um, we were like, this is like perfect for us. We don't have to do anything to it. It's in our budget. 
um, our real estate agent was like, let's wait and like make like wait another day, see if anyone puts in an offer. And if they don't like we jump. So um, we jumped and the sellers accepted it. Like we didn't compete against anyone. Um, It was like so much a God thing, just the way it all happened. But um, yeah, we were able to like get the house and we closed really quickly. And um, yeah, everything went super smooth. Like the sellers were great to work with. It was just overall really good process. So that's like, I know that's long story, but you know, that's kind of like everything that happened to go into buying a house. Wow. That's super cool. Also all these terms, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to learn all these eventually of like escrow and blah, blah, blah. I did. <laughs> yes. I did not know anything. So, um, all I knew was a bunch of paperwork was being sent my way and I was signing <laughs> Um, so that was pretty much like all I knew going into it. Thankfully, my mom used to be a real estate agent. So she kind of walked me through like a few things, but, um, overall, like you can always ask your real estate agent. They'll explain everything to you. No, that's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. I'm so glad I'm learning this now, like from you, um, and from other people so I can like store it in my head for later when I'm like gonna buy a house probably like five years, but it's like so good (laughs) for me, you know, um, it's not. Yeah, it's not as intimidating as you think, or at least we had a good experience. So. It just sounds like it just sounds like a really big deal to buy a home. Like that's not like, oh, I'm gonna go like spend more money at Sephora or something. You're like buying a building, which just seems <laughs> oh. intense. But I mean, it's it's a huge investment, and like I didn't. So we didn't make an offer on any other house because I was so scared. I was like. I like I just don't know but it's like at some point you're gonna buy a house and at some point like you have or you don't have to I guess but you know if you want that like um it's gonna have to happen at some point and it was like you know are we ever really ready and so yeah it it was definitely a a very fearful thing for me I was like oh this is just a lot of commitment (laughs) I know the commitment of that just sounds so scary especially because I know you're similar and you like to travel and do things so oh the commitment of that yeah. Yeah. That definitely scared me. But one thing I did, I was like telling my husband, Daniel, I was like, yeah, like, I th- I think I'm actually more calm with buying because like with a lease, you're right. locked in. I mean, you can break your lease and sublease, I guess. But with like, if we ever want to go travel, we'll just put our house yeah. on Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> like rent it out for the month. Like there actually is a lot of flexibility, more flexibility than you would think. Like you're not just tied down to it. So um, definitely if I ever want to go travel, I can have that option. Yeah. That's great. So anything else that you would like to share or that we didn't cover that you're just dying to share with our listeners? Um, I don't think so. I mean, if anyone ever needs brand services, <laughs> <laughs> reach out to me, plug. Um, yeah, you can follow my business Instagram. It's at atelier underscore gray. I think that's it. Um, haven't been active on there in a hot minute, but I'm still like here like wait I have a question how do you spell it's okay it's a t e l i e r underscore and then gray is g-r-e-y I got it found it okay it's like it's it's a French word so people may or may not know (laughs) but um yeah oh my gosh wait is this um this is like atelier don't they have all these salons I definitely have been mispronouncing that in my head for years. Um, there's okay. There's like a lot of different ways people say it. Like, um, 
some people say atelier that's like the french way um there's like so many i've heard it pronounced a lot of different ways Um, i've definitely mentally been saying it like adler which is like the most absolutely (laughs) wrong way i'm sure no like no one thinks anything of it because it's like such a unique word but it it means like studio in french so um yeah i don't know it's like it's definitely a common more common like design scene and like people having like atelier blank or like blank atelier whatever my my year of french in college has failed me here um but that's really <laughs> cool <laughs> good to know good to know i found it this looks absolutely amazing i also have to say i love how like throughout this conversation you've been like i want to support like women-owned mm-hmm. businesses and even like for your real estate agent you were you know be like oh we found like all of these like great like women real estate agents who like really wanted to, i don't know i just think that's so cool um I'm all about that. I like want, like, I'm really passionate, like for academics, um, for my own world, I'm really passionate about like helping freshmen and like sophomores, um, who are females be like, Hey, like you can code and you can program and you can like do all these things. And like, you two can sit in a class with all guys. Um, so I just love when people do that in their industries and in their life. Like, wow, like it warms my heart. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Always for building up women. Um, they're like the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for just taking time to be on the podcast. Uh, really appreciate that. And so it was at Atelier underscore Gray, correct? Cool. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. We'll add it to our show notes, but then feel free. Uh, you can always follow our Instagram at Raise Your Standards Podcast. And then Hannah is Hannah underscore Overby. And mine is at Audubon. Yeah. Follow, follow my summer summer Same. travels for the next like, We're going to months. Alaska. Yeah. So hopefully there's well, cool pics. We'll all live vicariously <laughs> through you. For both of you. You're both of you. It'll be fun. I won't have any content once I become a grad student for five years. So this, this is, is, this is all you get. Um, You'll have beach yeah. content. That's true. I'll be like with my laptop on the beach. Like, "Ah, help me, please. (laughs) Yeah, too much work. Uh, It'll be great, though. I that's true. I am living on the beach. More beach content. More content to come. So, anyways, uh, thanks for listening to Raise Your Standards.